Hi y'all, welcome to the Girls That Strap podcast, a podcast sharing the stories of inspirational females in STEM. much Alexis for joining the Girls Let's Chat podcast as a guest. We're so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. To start off the episode, why don't you introduce yourself? Okay, so my name is Alexis Salahuddin. Um I am currently 15 or 16, sorry, just turned 16. My birthday was like a week ago. Uh, I am a junior in high school. I attend an international school in Shanghai, China. Um, although I was born in Michigan, but I've also lived in Pennsylvania for a couple years. And yeah, that's a little bit about me. Well, happy late birthday. <laughs> Thank you. And on to my next question, which is, why did you start Delicious Shanghai? Well, I started it um, because of the disparity of females in the STEM field. Um, The statistics are mind-boggling of how little females graduate with STEM degrees from college and end up working in actual STEM careers. And um, I identified that a reason for this and one of like the biggest ways that I can help is just underfunding of female STEM programs and like lack of educational programs that are really geared towards females, especially females that are in um, middle school and are younger because there's statistics that show that the majority of females lose their interest in science and technology and start to like veer towards other areas in like seventh and like early eighth grade so a lot of funding for programs for girls that age um is really like one of the main reasons that i uh, started delicious Ting high was to uh help to fund programs for uh stem fields for young girls and um yeah so that's basically what delicious shanghai does so what is the mission statement for delicious shanghai so in short the mission statement is cookie dough for a cause and um uh what it does is just well i guess like a little background story of delicious shanghai is uh i was at i was at vanderbilt university for a summer research program um back in the summer after my freshman year and i tried edible cookie dough there and it's just you know cookie dough that you can just eat straight from the jar and you don't have to cook it or anything and i was like oh my god i love this how does shanghai not have this i live in one of the biggest cities in the world how do we not have this so i was like you know, if we don't have it, I'm going to make it myself. So I that's kind of like how it got there. And then from there, I created the mission statement, which um, was just to help fund programs for girls in STEM. And that's what we do is cookie dough for a cause, putting all our profits towards funding. So while we're still on this topic, what is the most important thing that you have learned from starting Delicious Shanghai? The most important thing I've learned, I guess it's not super STEM related, but I guess it's very, like very applicable to just life in general, is to stay organized and like organizational 
skills are really the basis to like any success because I know like when I first started it like when I first started it I was actually pretty good with organizing everything like all my orders all my inventory all of um like keeping track of everything but then after like a couple like a month or two in I kind of like started going in like a slump I was like oh I don't really need to like keep on top of like the organizational part and like in those like months that I was slumping it kind of um that's where I like really struggled so I guess the biggest thing I've learned is just to like keep like set yourself up for success by starting your organization early on and whatever you're doing and just keeping that same organizational process throughout it all because it will just make things so much easier because in the moment you might think like oh it's just gonna be easier if I don't do this extra step and just like maybe I won't create this extra spreadsheet to organize everything it'll just be like it'll take too long I can do a lot of other things with my time but the thing is like those little organizational things will actually save you so much time in the future and so much effort and just make things so much easier on yourself so now I think we all want to know what is your favorite cookie dough flavor (laughs) my favorite personally is peanut butter i love peanut butter so much um it's like super i love like the consistency this is so weird but i love the consistency of it too it's like super smooth it's like oh it's so good but one of our most popular flavor is um like cookies and cream Uh, we call it uh well Chengdu cookies and cream because i tried to like tie it in i guess to like um chinese culture like so all of our names of our cookie doughs are different like relating to like different chinese cultural aspects like for example the peanut butter one is pudong peanut butter the cookies and cream one is Chengdu cookies and cream and another one's like shanghai sugar cookie so yeah but peanut butter is my favorite who do you look up to as a role model Uh uh-huh um i would definitely have to say my mom I love my mom so much. My mom graduated with a mechanical engineering degree and uh, she's always pushed me into STEM, but kind of in a non-traditional way, I guess, because she also didn't really take a traditional path with STEM. She didn't, so she got her mechanical engineering degree, but with that, she kind of did a lot of other things. She used that degree to go work for different technology companies. um, And she kind of became almost for lack of better terms almost like an like an advocate for technologies and she would like sell different technologies and that's honestly something that um i she it's also kind of influenced my outlook on stem too because uh she told me that you don't always have to follow the traditional stem path because that was like she could tell that like in late elementary school early middle school that i also wasn't like a hardcore stem girl but I do still find like lots of interest in that field. But she really influenced me and like really pushed me and be like, you don't have to do hardcore STEM, but look at all of these other different things that you can do with science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, not just working in a lab or not just being a mathematician or a professor or things like that. So I would say my mom is definitely someone I've always looked up to because she's always just pushed me um, in a really good way into STEM. So while we were talking about non-traditional STEM fields, um, what are the different sides of STEM fields that are often not talked about in media and schools? Well, um, a lot of different sides include uh, being a technology 
I'm trying to think of a better word. Right now, the word advocate keeps coming to my mind, but almost just kind of selling these technologies and like almost working with the business side of STEM, but you're still very involved in STEM and the technologies because like to be able to sell these technologies, you still, or just anything really, you have to know the product that you're selling and you have to like really know all the nuances to it. And um, so that's one side is kind of like the business side. And then... um because I feel like a lot of times in schools, they really push the traditional STEM ideas of like being like working in chemistry, like working in a lab or like computer science and like coding and things like that. And like all of those things are great. Like those are amazing. But a lot of times I know personally, like that isn't what I'm interested in. And um like sometimes like a lot of girls aren't interested in that and they're like oh that's what stem is it's just that but there's other things too like i remember i did this workshop in or not elementary school middle school where we learned about the chemistry behind making like nail polish and makeup and i know that such it sounds really bad and really stereotypical like girl stuff i guess but the thing is like personally i love that stuff like i'm a girly girl like i think it's so cool like learning how to make nail polish and things like that and there's people they need people to do that they need people to make nail polish they need people to make makeup and um we were talking about people that like we look up to one of like another like mentor of mine i would say she's a really good family friend is um she works for a i'm not gonna name the company but she works for a makeup company here in shanghai and she loves it and like it looks so cool she's a chemical engineering major and um it was and she does amazing things in that makeup company and um yeah so just like things like that like uh that there's different sides to things such as chemistry and then they also need people to sell the technologies and then another thing that i was actually looking into for a while because i'm also really interested in law and philosophy and um like other like humanity sides too along with stem is that in the future for a lot of things they're going to need um lawyers to almost represent some of these technology companies because there's inevitably going to be a lot of pushbacks and um for example like the main example i can think of right now is like genetic engineering like that's going to be a huge thing in the future it's going to be like one of the biggest up-and-coming fields but there's inevitably going to be so much pushback with that because there's so many like ethical um like things that um people are going to like raise questions about when dealing with things like that and the thing is they're going to need like lawyers to help defend these te- these technology companies uh, in regards to things like that so um just like the different parts that go in to stem and stem related products i guess um they need a whole spectrum of people not just the people working in labs not just the people at a desk like computer or like coding things like that yeah so also following this topic how would education about these stem fields help more girls get into these stem fields yeah so um right now i feel like because a lot of girls think that STEM is so narrow and so one path, one-sided, um, I feel that really limits the amount of girls who uh, have interest, I guess, in the STEM fields. Um, because uh, if they only think there's this one path, this really narrow path, and they don't find interest in that path, they might just completely steer off the path to a completely different direction away from STEM. So I think that... Um, uh, by educating 
girls about these fields, we can really expand their knowledge about what this STEM path looks like, so not as many people veer off the path. So following this question, what are some challenges that you have faced as a female who is in STEM? Well, I would say the biggest one is probably just people kind of shrugging me off when I like tell them what I like to do or tell them what I want to do. Like right now, the main thing that I am really interested in and what I want to do moving, it it can obviously change. I'm not going to lie. My life plans and what I think I'm going to do with my life changes like every other week. But at the moment for these, this two week period of my path right now is I'm really interested, interested in, um, kind of like the mRNA technologies that go into like vaccine development and um, I just think it's the coolest thing because I was reading about like what Moderna does with the mRNA technologies and how um, they they what they were working on they weren't like working on vaccines with them they were working on using mRNA to treat people that have had heart attacks to like regenerate the part of the heart that um, dies like basically like dies after um, you have a heart attack but they use that technology to like be transferred into vaccines and I just think the mRNA technology um, will be like so big in the future but okay I went off a baby tangent but where I was going with this was I was telling one of my guy friends about this the other day and he basically was like oh like okay like I guess you go do that like he had like no confidence in me whatsoever and he was also in STEM like he's in my Cal class he was he was in my accelerated chem class last year and um so basically just people shrugging you off like that's been my biggest thing um and be like oh okay like for like definitely like you know like in a sarcastic tone like oh yeah you're definitely gonna do that like you go do that girl like you know um so I would say and it's it's a little disheartening I'm not gonna lie because like I talk about these things like I'm so interested in these things I can actually see myself doing them in the future but then just having someone kind of like shrug it off like like oh like no you're not kind of thing like oh it's just a phase or like you're not actually gonna go anywhere with that um I would say that's kind of the hardest thing that I faced So another question very similar to this one is, what advice do you have for girls who are interested in STEM but are scared of getting their feet wet? Mm -hmm. I would say my biggest advice, two things. One is don't limit yourself whatsoever. Don't go into things with a closed mind. Like go into new experiences and new places I guess this everything you do go in with a growth mindset and just be willing to learn and willing to um try new things like personally a story that I have that I like to tell a lot of people is um I went into high school knowing I was interested in STEM but thinking that I was like, oh, okay, so if I'm interested in STEM, I have to do a certain set of things. I can only do these things. And those things, like, for example, were like, oh, math competitions, robotics, like, things like, you know, the very stereotypical STEM, like, activities, I guess. But when I finally got out of that that set mindset, like, that set super narrow path, I was able to find what I actually enjoy doing and what I actually, like, want to do and spoiler alert it's not robotics nor is it math competitions but um yeah so my biggest advice is just go in things with a growth mindset um and be open and willing to learn and then the second thing that also advice I would give them is um don't be scared if you're the only girl in the room 
because I know sometimes it can be so intimidating and it's like if you're in the STEM fields it's inevitable to happen it happened this year in my Cal class like there was like two girls in my whole class and um just don't be scared to like be in a room where you might feel you should never feel that you're like inferior but like sometimes it's inevitable to feel that way because the thing is you need to know that you are meant to be there you belong there you are smart enough you are good enough like you if you are there you are meant to be there so yeah those are my two biggest advice so along similar lines again have you experienced imposter syndrome and if so what advice do you have Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, multiple times I can remember. I think the most recent one I can remember is, um, so they were having an assembly at my school, and they were kind of, like, not showing off. That's a, like, they were um, kind of just, like, displaying different uh, initiatives and, like, different, like, projects in the community that are, like, working towards, uh, like, making change. And so they mentioned delicious. And I was like, why are they mentioning delicious? Like, like that isn't like, I was like, why? Like, you know, like it's not that big of a deal, you know? But the thing is like, I learned myself. I was like, it is a big deal. Like the thing is like, I am like, I'm taking these steps and I'm proud of myself. Like I worked hard and you just have to remember that is that like, you deserve everything. Like you, that sounds so, oh my gosh. I did not mean to make that sound like really, uh, what is the word? Um, like really pushy that okay I can't think right now I'm sorry but um uh basically like girls need to remember that you deserve everything that you're getting basically like you should never feel that like you like aren't deservant of things I guess and um yeah so and still something I struggle with too because there's so many doubts that run through my mind like all the time when I'm doing things. Or another example of imposter syndrome um, that uh, I remember is last year, I guess in my accelerated chem class, I'm really just not like a chem person. <laughs> like that's just, it's just not my forte. Um, kudos to anyone that is really good at chem. But um, uh, like I felt the whole time that... I really did not belong in that class and that honestly I don't know I mean that's really applicable to a lot of people because like I feel like everyone has those moments where like oh yeah I don't really belong in this class like I'm not smart enough to be in this class I'm not like good enough to be in this class um yeah and just in those situations you just have to remind yourself that like you're in this class once again for a reason you're there for a reason and um you're just good enough to be there so now before we end this episode do you have anything else you would like to say or add um I guess well one thank you so much for having me um it was super fun like talking to you and um I guess my biggest thing is just go into things with a growth mindset that is the the my biggest advice to absolutely anyone is just go into things with an open mind an open heart just an open soul and just accept um and welcome new things and like challenge yourself to learn new things challenge yourself to grow in your experiences challenge yourself to like go seek out new experiences and um yeah and just enjoy life
<laughs> I completely agree. Thank you so much for coming on the Girls yes. Let's Chat podcast. It was so nice to have you, and you are such an inspiration. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it and follow us on Instagram at Girls Let's Chat to get updates on when we release episodes. And again, thank you so much for listening and have a great day.